turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Maybe Thursday night, and we are sitting at the desk at 45th and 5th, New York City. We're live, we're local, we were in court today, we were in jail today. That's a big one. Uh, we know, No Joni today, but uh, we're going to take it down a little bit. We have a, we have a very docile and uh, injured. We have an injured. This is a, a breaking news flash here at AM 970. I don't even know what really happened. I'm going to learn right now with you on live radio this is why i love live radio oh hello alexa um alexa is my assistant who's bringing me some documents that we need for the radio today but apparently there was an injury now i don't know if this was a workplace injury an out of workplace injury but it required medical treatment and that was by matt Sambolino, Matt Sambolino, tell me tell me what happened tell the listeners this was an am 970 the answer breaking news alert Okay, Sambolino injury alert. What happened, Sambolino? I was bending down to pick something up out of a drawer here at the facility, and I turned quickly and I slammed the top of my head into a stack of light fixtures. Got a gash on top of my head, a little blood, but uh, I think I will be okay, so said the doctor I saw. So did you need a stitch? No, no stitches. No stitches, thankfully. All right, so those people who haven't done their due diligence and gone online and like Googled Sambolino and see what he actually looks like. Um, he He's not a petite man. Uh, he's not particularly a feat. Uh, he's a pretty macho guy. Okay. Uh, basically until now. I mean, he's got a big beard. You know, he's, he's a... He, he, until he, now. He's like... Sambolino, you, you bumped, you scratched your head, and you went to the doctor? Yeah, you got to make sure doctor. there's no concussion, well, internal bleeding. I get a bump bleeding. on my head, internal bleeding? But did you get hit with a head with a bat, or did you just, like, it was it the old muscles the, in your neck? I hit the corner of a light fixture pretty hard. I saw stars when I hit this thing, and my oh, head was pounding. boy, oh, boy, oh, It's the boy, same oh, way I react oh. when I talk to Joan for too long. My head was just oh. literally pounding. I can't believe this. What is happening with the youth of America? Yeah, you, got, you're not even 40 years old. You freaking bump your head and you run to the doctor. Are you kidding me? You go in, <laughs> you take you take some soapy water, you rub it on the thing, you put a Band-Aid on and you move on. I know. I should, I should have just done that, but you know, I wanted to get it checked out. You never know these days. You went to a treat and release place? I went, I went to urgent care, literally the floor below us at NYU. Well, all right. I mean, I, I, I'll give you that. I mean, it is, relative, it is relatively convenient. So, um, 
All right. I mean, I'm expect. I was expecting some big star. Jones like met Sam Bell and got really hurt, and so. But he's gonna. He's soldiering through, and he's <laughs> gonna do the show. Alex is gonna do, it, but no. We have Alex at backup in case he loses consciousness. Oh, and boy. um, I mean. He bumped his head. Okay, folks, I apologize. I didn't mean to waste your time for two minutes here at the beginning of the Idola Power Hour at uh, 6.06 now. It is June 15th, and we do know that San Bolino will be okay. Tonight, today is the day after Flag Day, but about 20 or 24 or 22 years ago, a bunch of guys from the Brooklyn DA's office, we were going to go to dinner, uh, just a, a small group of us, about 10 of us, Core, the core KCDA alumni crew, and uh, the the day we were picked was June fourteenth. This is twenty twenty two years ago, which was Flag Day, and uh, we started this tradition with Flag Day Steak Night. So, um, and and I believe it has gone uninterrupted for at least two decades. So tonight we'll be going to um, usually someone hosts it. Like Mr. Bitter sometimes hosts it. Mr. Sabella hosts it. I hosted it one time. My house in Long Island. I've hosted it at my house in Brooklyn. Um, who else has hosted it? Mr. Mario Romano, our Godfather movie expert. Uh, Mr. Kern, otherwise known as Unofrio, he's hosted in, in uh, where does he live? Point Pleasant. Uh, it's always it's always a great turnout. You know, I sent uh, uh, Professor Anthony Weiner a, a, t- a text today. With the um, the flyer for uh, my Rapid Pulse uh, Summer Solstice party, it's like a it's just a we're having a law office party slash AM 970 party slash friends from the Friars Club party, and um, we're doing it at the Iridium, which is here on Broadway in the 50s, uh, and Rapid Pulse is playing, but it's it's more of a party where we're playing. It's not like we're playing and then people are just hanging out. It's a party and we're the entertainment. But I sent the the text to um, Anthony Weiner with the invite. And his reply was something like, I love how you always find time to have a good time. Something along those lines. He was a little more eloquent than I was. And um, I wrote back, like, like, what are we here for? I mean, Anthony just lost his father, I think, a week ago today. Um, luckily, he was he lived to a ripe old age. He was almost 90. Um, but, like, what are we here for if we're not here to have fun? And um, tonight, you know, I'm planning on having some fun. Um I've been heavily laying off the booze for a lot of reasons. Um, that will not be the case tonight. I won't, I'm not going to heavily lean into the booze, but uh, you know, I have a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Officer Broadbar, who um, he's been he's been laying off the booze for a while, and, and he and I were were drinking buddies, and I've used him as an inspiration. Um, and um, you know, I'm not being crazy about it, but it definitely makes a difference. Um, not consuming copious amounts of alcohol in my day and day functioning and sleeping and all of that stuff. You know, Connie Glenn told me, you know, it's it when you drink before you go to sleep, apparently you, you go into a much deeper sleep, but then you don't get the REM sleep and the REM sleep is what really, I think, heals your brain. So um, I, I'm very happy about where I am right now with the alcohol consumption thing. Uh, although I'll be probably hanging out with Frank from Staten Island soon and that usually increases the alcohol consumption. But um, anyways, I'm very much looking forward to going out. You know, Thursday night's a big night uh, here in the city, and I'm excited to see my buddies. And um, I had a cool day today. Um, I have two cases right this second that are all over the media, and I'm going to tell you about them. Um, One is Lauren Pazienza, the young woman who is 
um, accused of pushing the opera slash Broadway singing instructor to the to the ground where she hit her head and later days later uh, caused her death. And Mayor de Blasio, um, he was um, officially fined today um, for a hundred. I think it's seventy four thousand um, dollars. I'm handling both of these cases, but the de Blasio case. I'm kind of hanging back from the media aspect of it, but you know, since you're family, I'm sharing it with you. Um, the um, that case, the De Blasio case, I had to do all the hearings. It was all remote and stuff like that. I had to cross-examine certain witnesses. I had to do direct examinations on certain witnesses, and and basically, um, <clears throat> that case has to do with some simple facts. And I, I look. I'm well aware of Mr. de Blasio's reputation and his reputation as a mayor and or lack thereof, maybe I should say. So I'm not addressing that now. I'm just addressing the fact that I represented him um, and uh, regarding this particular matter. So here was the deal. He took a, a very short period of time to run for president of the United States. And during that very short period of time, he traveled to Iowa. He traveled to New Hampshire. And he is entitled to a police escort, as he is when he goes on vacation or when he goes out with friends or he goes to a Yankee game. And uh, so when he was in Iowa and he was in New Hampshire, the police, the NYPD went with him because he's still the mayor and he still needs to be protected. But what the Conflict of Interest Board um, decided was that although they were willing to pay for the police officers because he's the mayor and he's entitled to be protected and guarded they were not willing to pay for the police officers room and board so their lodging their food their um, cars their I think airplane travel the gas that went into the cars um, and this is the first time really that the conflict of interest board has ever handed down something like that we went back to Ed Koch in the late 70s so 40 years ago Koch Dinkins Giuliani Bloomberg, they never asked them to do any of these things, and those guys were off campaigning and going to fundraisers all the time. Even Rudy Giuliani, who is no Bill de Blasio fan, says this ruling is absolutely outrageous and totally unfair and totally unjustified. Obviously, we're going to live to fight another day. We're now going to take it from the arbitration part, and we're going to we're bringing a lawsuit, and we're going to sue to say that this is just not fair, and this is not what the rules say. I really think this is more about Eric Adams than Bill de Blasio. I think this is the conflict of interest board telling Eric Adams, listen, if you think you're going to go campaign for something else besides being the mayor, well, get ready to pay for your NYPD detail. So I, um, I, I'm not saying whether we should pay for it or not, but I'm telling you this particular ruling is so different than all the other rulings in the past. Sound familiar? to Donald Trump's case. All right, we're going to come back. I'm going to talk to you about my day in court, my day in prison, and then we're going to talk about inflation with an inflation expert. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. The Chris Licht era at CNN came to an abrupt halt just 13 months after it began. Licht faced an organization in crisis after Jeff Zucker's removal and did little to correct either its ratings or its credibility. Licht had implemented a strategy designed to return CNN to the center and oriented towards hard news reporting. It became clear, even before a devastating profile in The Atlantic, that Licht never got his organization to buy into his strategy. 
His decision to air a town hall event with Donald Trump as a Republican presidential candidate provoked a rebellion among the staff. That, along with the lack of ratings, doomed Licht. At this point, it's worth asking the question, do cable net viewers really want hard news without a point of view? Lick's failure might suggest that news audiences prefer entertainment and self-validation to straight news. Or, perhaps, it was that Licht and CNN weren't capable of producing either. I'm Ed Morrissey. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Let's talk about my friends and almost family at Bay Ridge Honda. The Sabah family, uh, led now by Rob Sabah, has been at the Bay Ridge Honda location on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, forever. I remember going in there with my dad in 1980 to buy my grandfather, Artie Idala, a beautiful cream-colored Honda Accord in 1980. And that car, I don't know, my grandfather died in 2000, and we gave it to Doug. So that's 20 years. I don't know. We probably probably was in the family 25 years. I don't need to tell you how great Hondas are because they are fantastic. Crazy Joe Hassan had a Honda Prelude in 1984. It was a unbelievably fantastic car. If I could buy that car now, I definitely would. Let me tell you this. They just won the 2022 President's Award for the winning dealership. That, and they have the Honda True program, which when you buy one of their pre-owned vehicles, it is backed by the Honda True program. So you have the peace of mind knowing you're grading a, getting a great car. If you go there in person or online at BayRidgeHonda.com, you can browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles or over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by that Honda True program. And here, let's sweeten the pot. $1,000. $1,000 is what you'll receive when you turn in or trade in your uh, either leased vehicle or pre-owned vehicle and lease or purchase one of their cars. It's, come on, they're doing the right thing by you. And right now, right now, you're talking about 0% APR financing and zero down payment on all Honda models, all, I'm sorry, not on all Honda models, on select Honda models all month long. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda, BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Those deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See, dealer for details ends June 30, 2023. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. With us, very special guest, Michael E. McMahon, the district attorney from Staten Island. Many law enforcement officials have been sounding alarm about the new criminal justice laws that will go into effect. Can you discuss your major concerns in the areas of discovery and bail reform? Sure. If someone burgles a house on Monday night and it would be released the next day, could do it again on Tuesday night to another home, and it could be found in his or her pocket a picture of my home playing for Thursday night, the judge has to let that person go because burglary is not a violent crime. So what the legislature did is it tied the hands of judges. Excuse me for a second. I'm going to be sick. New York State is open for criminals. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. We all know that planning for the future is important. We all know that your family needs to be protected in case you're not around or you're in a nursing home or something like that. Wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, estate plans. Connors and Sullivan, that's the place to go to take care of all of those things. And right now, next week, 
starting on Monday, you could attend one of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. This Monday, June 19th, at Buckley's Restaurant, Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., Mike Connors will be there. Tuesday, June 20th, at DeLuca's Restaurant, it's a trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st, at the Greenhouse Cafe, 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June the 22nd, at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue, in Masspeth, Queens, at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Friday, a week from tomorrow, June 23rd, at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard, and Bayside, Queens, at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't make any of those dates for some reason, Call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Kill a cut, blood, kill a cut. Kill a cut, blood, kill a cut. Wow. So this is Obrafor. Is that correct, Sam Molino? That is correct. I'm sorry. Maybe you hit your head. You can't really know what's going on, Sam Molino. I believe it's Obrafor. All right. Okay. Sam Molino hurt himself. Those just just tuning in, he he bent over and picked something up and he hit his head. And the whole office had to stop. Doctors were involved. Emergency rooms were involved. Concussions. Ices. Yeah. Big injury to Sambolino here on nice June the 15th. Nice to feel important for a change. Yeah. Oh, boy. Sambolino bumped his head, and uh, we got to call 911 for the head bump. Anyway, Oberfor is being called because he's one of our clients. Imran Ansari uh, is, I think, meeting with him inside here in the office. Maybe he'll pop in and say a quick hello. Um, in the very next segment, um, I'm going to have William Luther. He's a professor of economics at Florida Atlantic University. You know, we reported yesterday that inflation went down a little bit. Let's find out exactly what that means. You know, it, all I hear is prices going up, prices going up, prices going up. And it's inflation, inflation. Well, let's find out what inflation really is from the professor of economics at Florida Atlantic University, William Luther. So we're going to talk a little bit of law right now, and then we'll get back to that. So here's what happens on the Laura Pazienza case today. And I'm only telling you about this. I wouldn't normally. I normally, as you guys know, don't talk about my cases. But since the media was all there and the cameras and videos and audios and everything, and, and so I might as well just tell you what really happened um to a degree there'll be no violation of the attorney client privilege um you know 31 years i'm in my 31st year doing this but you know i interned before that and and that 33 years ago with johnny beach johnny esposito um there are times when i've floated and out of court and i it's, it's no big deal and then there are times when you get nervous and today was one of those times, even though I, I didn't have to really perform, but I was kind of getting some feedback about what was going to happen with this case. And, and um, this is the case of the young woman who was um, in Manhattan. And the charges are is that she something got her very, very upset. And as she stormed away from someone who she was having a very big argument with, she pushed a woman hard and that woman fell and hit her head on the on the cement and um days later um died from that injury and um so i w- walked in and there was people there from 
her family, and then there were people there from the deceased family, a lot of people there from the deceased family. There were at least three camera guys there, if not four. There was um, live cameras outside the courtroom, and I don't know, six reporters. I mean, it wasn't like a Harvey Weinstein scene, but it was, you know, it was significant media coverage. And um, just to give, like give you a little inside baseball, what I really wanted to approach the bench without being on the record because it's a little bit more intimate, if I may say, and speak to the judge and just give her an update on what was going on. But I didn't know. I haven't appeared before this judge often. Actually, I've only, that's not true. I've, I've had one other case, but I've only appeared on that case once. So I haven't been, it's true to say I have not appeared before her often. I was going to say I only have one case with her, but I actually have two. And um, I didn't know what her policy was about approaching and, and discussing things up on the bench off the record. So I asked the sergeant, who's a very nice guy, and um, I said, you know, will the judge let us approach you? He goes, yeah, I think so. I was like, well, it's a packed courtroom. I don't really want to ask to approach you. And then she's going to say no, and it's like somewhat embarrassing. It looks like I don't know what I'm doing. And I'd like to think after three decades, I kind of know what I'm doing. So he said, I'll ask for you. So he went up and asked the judge. You know, I couldn't hear what he said, but about 10 minutes later, he called us up, and the prosecutor and I, went up and spoke to the judge and basically uh, at these this what you call sidebar we discussed possible dispositions of this case short of going to trial going to trial is still on the table it's always on the table there are legitimate defenses here um regarding whether someone had the ability to um have the intent to commit the crimes that they're charged with so we had that conversation at the bench um, it was a very pleasant conversation. I want to applaud the Manhattan DA's office or the particular prosecutor I'm dealing with. I mean, we're we're working hard together to see if we could find a disposition, a way to end this case short of a trial. Again, it may have to go to a trial. We're not there yet. We'll see. Um, but the um, at the suggestion of one of the parties, like let's waive the client's appearance to kind of keep the temperature in the courtroom down because the, the photographers all have requests on the judge's desk so that they can take pictures of her coming in and out of the courtroom, which is, I don't, it's never a pleasant thing for my client or any client, quite frankly. So I waive her appearance. So that means she never comes into the courtroom, which means her family who's there don't, don't see, did not get an opportunity to see her, but neither did um, the, the supporters of the deceased family. So we just called the case. It was put over for I think a month, maybe just a little bit more than a month. And I have some homework to do, and we'll take it from there. And negotiations are still continuing. That's what's going on with the case. Then we, as soon as the case is over, you see how many people were there, and they all leave, and the courtroom gets rather empty. And I go out, and now the, all the media wants to talk to me. And... There were times when I just keep it really short and sweet and just say, you know, we're still working on it. We've got to go by. But I figured I would give a little bit more of an update, and I believe it's on the news tonight. Um, and it, uh, this is something then that had never happened before. So I'm in this, like, kind of horseshoe. I'm in the middle of the horseshoe with the media around me. But now supporters of the deceased, like, go behind them. And while I'm talking to the media, the some of these supporters are, I don't want to use the word heckling, but they're definitely throwing their two cents in. And now all these recordings are on and the, the tape's rolling, the camera's rolling. I don't exactly know what, you know, 
what is being picked up and and I am totally ignoring them, not acknowledging them whatsoever. Um, but it's the first time that that's ever happened. So as I'm you know, saying things on behalf of my client about, you know, remorse and apologetic and, and they're like, yeah, well, she wasn't apologetic when X, Y, Z. And then, and I'm like, oh boy, this is, this is something that I've never dealt with before. So, um, that ended. And then I, I said, I'm going to go see Lauren. Now you have to go down to the first floor. You have to go into the corrections area. They have to buzz you in. So I I get buzzed in and I say, you know, I want to see my client. This is what her name is. They pick up the phone. They find out where she is. Okay, she's on the 12th floor. Then he's like, I have to go through a metal detector. So I take everything out of my pocket. I go through the metal detector. He's like, okay, just go in there. Go through that door. I'm going to buzz you through. Go into the second elevator, not the first one because it doesn't go to 12 and just go up to 12. I go, okay, great. So I go in and I press the button and um, to go up and um, the... uh, there's a woman, there's a correction officer there just reading the newspaper. So just to be nice, I just go, hi. And she looks at me. Now, she didn't even know I was there. I, I, if the elevator was there, I was just going to get in. She goes, and where do you think you're going? I was like, I don't know. The, the correction officer, your colleague told me to go to the 12th floor. She's like, you think you're going there with your phone and your, your wallet and your hat? I was like, I, I, I just said hi. Don't you think you should have told me where you were going? So she was not nice. Um, then I go up, Sam Lee, give me an extra minute. Then I go up and, um, so I, I, I empty everything out of my pockets and she's, I mean, she's mean. She's like, you still have change in your pockets. I go and I, I take my, all of the, everything. She goes, you got something in your breast pocket. I'm taking like the cloth out of to show I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. I strip down. She's like, you have a small watch, a Fitbit. I was like, no, I don't know. I have nothing. I don't know. Like she was trying to catch me, but I, you know, I told you guys like two weeks ago I was in jail. I, you know, this is not a new thing for me. I just didn't know in this particular place like where I unloaded my pockets. So then I go. So then we end off nicely. Then I go up to the twelfth floor. They tell me where to go. I got a little lost. Now, you guys have to understand like. I'm in the courthouse, but it's all big bars. It's all prison. It's all, you know, there's correction officers everywhere. There's in the hallway, there's guys, you know, five of them all lined up with handcuffs on, and they're going from one place to the other place. And by certain jail areas, it tells you where the people for which courtrooms are. And these are like permanent signs. So if you're going to go to part 62, like you're always in that particular jail cell, so they know where to find you. So then I go to the attorney's visiting area. I sign in, and it's just like a narrow hallway. Like with, like, there's a place for the inmates to come on both sides, or the detainees technically, because they're innocent until they're proven guilty, and the lawyers kind of sit in the middle. And there's this one guy going crazy on his lawyer. He's he's an inmate or he's a detainee, and they're supposedly going to trial, and he's standing up, and his lawyer sitting down, and there's grates between you. And he's screaming at him, yelling at him. And then Lauren comes out. And Lauren and I, I'm trying to have a conversation with her. But this guy's going nuts. And I look at Lauren. I go, I guess you're kind of used to this. She goes, I don't even hear it. She's like, you have no idea the screaming and the yelling. She goes, I don't even hear what's going on. So um, Lauren and I had a nice, like, half-hour chat. And it was very productive. And she's a client who I like very much. I also had two interns there watching all of this. Not they weren't allowed in the prison, but in the courtroom and all that. They found it fascinating. And um, then when I let that, I finally leave her. And as I'm walking out, there's a, there's a whole bunch of guys, and they're all dressed in like khaki gray, uh, khaki like beige. 
And they're like, yo, I know you. You're that lawyer. You're that lawyer. I want your card. I got money. My family's got money. I want to represent you. I go, dude, I don't have anything in my pocket. He's like, no, no, no. I know you. I know you from TV. And it's hilarious. And the correction officer's like, he doesn't have any money. <laughs> not, that, not that that's what it, but it's, it is, it is so different. That Matt, then Matt Sambolin on the third floor of 111 Trinity going down to the second floor, going to urgent care, getting his head checked out versus being in those jail cells. And I, I got to tell you, I want to take my hat off to Department of Corrections because those correction officers have a real job. They have a hard job. You know, the court officers do as well, but the court officers get to be in a much more pleasant environment than the the correction officers do. So hats off to them for the hard work that they're putting in and to our criminal justice system for working as hard as we can. I say it all the time. It is far from perfect, but it's a pretty good system. Um, We are going to come back with William Luther. He is an associate professor of economics at Florida Atlantic University. And um, we're going to talk about inflation. What is inflation? What causes it? What can fix it? And where we are now with inflation. So please don't go anywhere. It's Thursday night, June 15th. It's Flag Day Steak Night night. So uh, I'm going to have some fun after this. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm in a great mood. So spend the next half hour with me. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight's legal night. That means Imran and I break down the Trump indictment uh, stem to stern, at least as best we can in (laughs) one hour. Join us tonight at 7. Eye on Real Estate, New York's longest-running show on real estate, answers everyone's questions. From California to across the Atlantic in London. It's actually Gateshead, a little bit away from London. I've been a huge fan of yours for many a year. Dottie Herman and her expert team will help you through the ins and outs of property ownership. We have great listeners, a great audience, and a great team of professionals. Call 866-970-9622 with your question, Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me, Dennis Prager, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hey, this is Arthur Idala, and I want to talk to you about this awesome nursing program at Plaza College. They um, are very well known for their um, court reporting you know, today in court, as soon as I walk in, first person I talk to, the court reporter. But now, now they have this accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program that can be completed in just 16 months. And they just graduated their first class. It's a cohort of nursing students. Simply, when you get a chance, look up what cohort means. The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed. What an accomplishment. Good for you to those 18 new nurses because we need you. What is cohort? Cohort is a group of people with a shared characteristic, such okay. as a cohort of civil servants patiently drafting legislation. Okay. We got a cohort of nursing students who had just graduated. 18 out of 20 made it. So obviously it's not a walk in the park, but if you get through it 
you're a nurse, and it's great. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is a fantastic program. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamen's fighting for justice, fighting for you. Oh, you know what time it is now? It's hemp leaf time. The boys at hemp leaf have changed my life because I use their shea butter based creams all over my body. Their products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief. Hence, hemp leaf. And they are the they are the newest big thing in skin and body care. I use their products from head to toe. The whipped body butters and the creams, they leave your skin feeling soft, smooth, and hydrated. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving you your skin soft, crisp, and clean. And all of their natural botanical products are manufactured in their Long Island, New York facility. And all products are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. Before I forget, they have that amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. It's an incredible muscle rub that it helps you after those workouts and those aching muscles you may have. And for the young ladies, there's Heel Ixer, like your heel, H-E-E-L-I-X-I-R, that will give you women the relief you need on those heels from bouncing around in those five inches all day long. Remember, at Hemp Leaf, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in your body. So... Visit them at H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. That's Hempleaf, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Little ACDC money talks. Is that what's going on there, San yes, Molino? it is. Oh, you are so, man, you are just so on top of things. And um, so the, the uh, musician at the top of the hour there, or... Around there, over four. He um, he actually walked into the office and he wanted to jump on the mic. I told him he can only do that after we get to our next guest. And I told you I'm in a good mood. Well, now I'm in a great mood because what just happened is the great Johnny Beach Esposito, who I interned for right about now, maybe in another week or two, 
33 years ago, came into the office, and he confirmed that he will be attending the Flag Day Steak Night uh, event this evening here at STK on 43rd Street. He will be having a petite filet mignon in honor of Matt Sambolin, who actually acted petite today when he bumped his head and he had to go to the doctor. But let's let someone get on the airwaves who's a heck of a lot smarter than I am to educate us a little bit. Welcome to the Author Idala Power Hour, William Luther, the Associate Professor of Economics at Florida Atlantic University. Uh, good evening, Arthur. Okay, very simple. First of all, what is inflation for those of us who don't know anything? Well, inflation is uh, what economists refer to when prices are going up in general. So not the price of any one particular good, but but in general, when, when the prices of most things are going up. That's what we call inflation. So and when I went to my dry cleaner this week um, on Saturday... The uh, the woman who I know there for a long time told me that a box of hangers that they used to I guess put my shirts on, uh, I think it was a hundred count or something like that, used to cost twenty three dollars, and it has creeped up to forty five dollars. So I guess that's the that's because of inflation, correct? Um, likely, you know, um, when you know, of course, some goods and services get more expensive uh, for particular reasons. Um, you know, maybe their supplies are constrained, uh, or maybe more people just want that good, so they're bidding up the price. Um, but by inflation, we're thinking a, a bit more broader. And, and the flip side of inflation is the value of the dollar. So if prices are going up in general, that means the value of the dollar is going down. Uh, so that's, that's what, we, what we have in mind. So I am, um, and, and tell us um, what causes inflation. Well, um, inflation is ultimately caused by uh, more money chasing after the same amount of goods. Um, you can have some temporary increases in the price level if, if, say, there's a natural disaster or something like that. Um, but those, those kind of changes in uh, uh, the price level will ultimately come back down, right? Um, if, if you have a natural disaster that drives prices up, then when that disaster goes away, those prices come back down. Um, that's not really what we're thinking when we're, when we're talking about you know, longer-term inflation, uh, you know, general increases in the price level that persist. Uh, so that, that inflation is ultimately going to be caused by more money chasing the, the same amount of goods. So I'm looking at a chart from the U.S. Bureau of Labor, and it looks like in, in recent history, like since 1970 until now, inflation was at its lowest in 2010. Um, so what drives inflation down so dramatically like it was in 2010? Well, in uh, uh, 2008, the Federal Reserve began paying interest on reserves, uh, and um, that really discouraged banks from, from lending. Uh, and, and as a consequence, um, the usual money creation process um, changed, uh, and and it just wasn't working as well as it as it had been in the in the past. Uh, and so we actually had a period of time where where um, the the Federal Reserve wasn't delivering as much inflation as it had promised, and this fooled people into producing less than they wanted to. Um, there, uh, you know, in in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Uh, and so that was a, a, a bit of a problem. Now, of course, we're, we're facing the opposite problem where 
it has uh, delivered more inflation than it said uh, it, w- it was going to deliver. So that that is also a problem. <laughs> so how do we fix the problem? How do we drive inflation down? Now, I know the Fed has been creeping rates up, and um, I, I guess that ha- that goes to, you know, banks borrowing or, you know, or how much, how many people are borrowing if the interest rates are higher. I guess that discourages that. Um, but I guess this week they did not raise rates. So how do we fix inflation? How are we going to make this better? Well, you know, the good news is that uh, we're in a much better position today than we were, say, a year ago. Um, you know, since inflation is caused by more money chasing after the same amount of goods, what you need to do to bring inflation down is to slow the amount of spending that's taking place, to slow down that, that money chasing after goods. Um, and so the, the Fed does that by raising uh, uh, its interest rate target. Um, and it's, it's been doing that a lot over the last, over the last year or so. Um, and uh, now we're at a point where that, that spending has, has slowed and uh, Fed officials uh, believe that those, those, uh, uh, that price growth will, will slow as well. So we'll still have inflation, but it won't be you know, 8% inflation or, or 4% inflation. Um, it'll be something closer to 2% inflation. Um, now, we'll see whether they've done enough or not. But uh, so far, you know, they're, they're heading in the right direction. Uh, and that, in, that inflation is uh, starting to come down. William Luther, Associate Professor of Economics at Florida Atlantic University. I have like 35 seconds left. Is this spike of, in, of inflation caused by all of the spending because of COVID? The government spending, uh, well, I should say? That's a big chunk of it, right? Um, not just that we got that spending, but also that that monetary policy accommodated that spending. Uh, that's why we that's why we got higher prices today. All right, but it seems like we're heading in the right direction at this point. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, slowly but surely. <laughs> All right, there you have it from a real professional, William Luther. Uh, pre- uh, he's the associate professor of economics at Florida Atlantic University. Thank you so much, Professor Luther. I appreciate you taking the time and joining us on the Idola Power Hour. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, folks, we are going to be right back, and we're going to have a very, very special guest. And it's not Imran Sari, although he will be joining us. We are going to have a very special musician, Obrafor. And Johnny Beach is coming to Flag Day Steak Night. Stay tuned. I got the blues. Got those inflation blues. Jonathan Rothman of UBS Financial Services wants you to consider the following basic question. Where are you financially today and where do you want to be tomorrow? Jonathan and his team at UBS recognize that a lasting relationship starts by listening and understanding your priorities and concerns. This is accomplished by working together, discussing your vision for the future, and helping you confidently pursue your life goals. Give Jonathan a call to start working on your financial plan today and make sure you're prepared for the future. Initial meetings are no cost, no commitment. You owe it to yourself to protect, secure, and grow your financial position for yourself and your family. Jonathan's team will come to you to make it as easy as possible. Zoom calls can also be coordinated. Jonathan and his team can be reached at 908-470-6284. That's 908-470-6284 or by email at jonathan.rothman at ubs.com. 
All right, so we all know who Joe Piscopo is. We all know how great Joe Piscopo is. Well, you get to spend a lot of time with Joe, Joe Piscopo if you can find the time between October 18th and October 28th to go on vacation with Piscopo. It is a Perillo tour. And let me tell you something. They really know their stuff. I went on the tour with Piscopo, I believe it was 2018. The itinerary, Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza de Agro, Mount Etna, Palermo, the best of Rome and Sicily for nine nights. What a trip. Enjoy wonderful food and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna and see some actual sites used in the iconic Godfather movie. It's a trip you'll remember for years to come. And you'll be treated to an intimate dinner performance by Piscopo himself in Rome. Have your cameras ready. So call Perillo Tours, 1-800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515. And remember, a Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Go online to PerilloTours.com. That's PerilloTours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. All right, folks. So there's some times in life where you just need to hand off the baton to someone who's better, stronger, faster. We can rebuild him. Matt Sambolino. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. He he bumped his head. But you know who's here? Another member, a powerful member of the AM 970 and the 570 AM family. That would be the great, brilliant lawyer. That's what he was called, brilliant lawyer. Guy who gets his hair cut once a week to make sure he looks really handsome. He's a master saxophone player. Um, He's got a long list with no complaints. And uh, he is going to take the microphone for me right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Imran Ansari. Well, thank you, Arthur, for that uh, glowing introduction. Well, it's all true, yeah. especially the long list with no complaints. <laughs> but uh, tell us who's here. Sure. I'm very excited because sitting here with us uh, in the office here or the studio uh, is our client. Uh, his name is Overfour. He is uh, a renowned artist uh, from Ghana. Uh, he has had hit records there. He is known throughout uh, the world in terms of uh, his genre of music. Uh, and he's a client of ours because uh, he found himself in a position last year, last June. Uh, can, we get, can we get him to say hello? Yeah. Can we get him to say hello so we know he exists? What's up? <laughs> oh, that's a man of few words. That's what I like. We're, we're going to hear from him in, uh, in a minute. But just to set the stage, mm. last year, Oberfor finds himself in a position where uh, a very well-known music artist by the name of Drake releases a song on a hidden album. Uh, calling my name is the song, uh, and in the middle of the song, Drake has sampled Oberfor's song, which was from 2003 Three, uh, yeah. originally. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, oh Henny. Oh yeah. And and that sample was taken without his permission, and they knew it. He Drake knew it because he had his copyright uh, clearance person reach out to Oberfor mm. to try to get the clearance. They didn't wait. They didn't wait. They dropped the song. And now we represent Oberfor in a copyright infringement case against Drake. And Oberfor is here visiting uh, the states from Ghana. And I'm very happy to have him in the office. Let's find out a little bit about Oberfor. Tell us a little bit about yourself, young man. Okay. Um, my name is Obrafo, brand name. That's Obrafo, but um, I'm Michael Elliott. Michael Elliott. Michael Elliott. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Um, a pioneer <laughs> in... Uh, 
a Ghanaian general called Hip Life. Uh, as one of the few people who started this journal, and uh, I'm here. Yeah, and how long are you in the States for? Well, uh, we'll be here for about two months. You're going to be here for two months? Oh, mm-hmm. you're going to come watch him on mm-hmm. play saxophone next week? Definitely. Thursday I night? Should, I, should, I should come Maybe to, he, he to could jump him. on stage with you, Imran. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me how you found out that Drake stole your, your tune. Well, uh, I saw the mail first. Uh, a mail was sent to me, but I wasn't too sure. So... Uh, I thought it was one of the junk meals that come through. And then uh, I saw the meal again. And then before we could say Jack, the song was released with the sample of my song. And How did you feel? How did your heart feel? Well, I, I felt, I, I thought. Did you feel violated? You yes, feel violated? Exactly. That's exactly how I feel so. when Imran tries to steal exactly my personality. So. <laughs> same, and and same insulted in, in a way. I didn't mean to make a joke about that. No, no, no. I, I look, I, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I can yeah. understand that. Because, um, you know, a lot of people look up to me uh, down there in, in Ghana um, for what I do. So uh, I represent um, a whole journal. Uh, and everybody is looking up to me. And so for somebody to look down on me in that manner, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a level of, of disrespect. Because yeah. The art, uh, hip life, yeah. that uh, Oberfort was talking about, this genre, it's immensely popu- popular in Ghana, yeah. Western Africa and in Africa, general. Yeah. And it has an international stage. So, I mean, the fact that Drake knew about the song uh, and knew that he wanted that piece in his song speaks volumes about even Overfor's international reach. But the fact that he didn't wait yeah. at all, he didn't give the courtesy as an artist to an artist mm-hmm. to wait for the copyright holder to say, sure, Drake, you know, you, you could use it in your song. He released it. Uh, and that's why. So, Mr. Imran Ansari, tell the listeners the, the legal process here. What's happening legally? So we filed a complaint uh, against Drake and his record companies, his producers. Where was that complaint filed? It's in the Southern District of New York. It's, it's a federal, federal court. Complaint. It's a okay. federal court uh, complaint. Uh, we're going to have it out. Uh, you know, it's going to be served on the defendants. And then uh, we see that we're going to be off to the races. And we feel really strongly about the case uh, because of those emails. Uh, two over four, trying to clear the rights but not waiting. So, Mr. Sam Boland, what, what song do you have queued up? I have the actual Drake song that uses this sample. That is the. Well, uh, I don't want to get my man here all upset if he's, you know, you're playing the song. So maybe we should eschew that because I don't want to see a grown man cry. No. Bad enough you cried today when you bumped your head. <laughs> so okay, no. you're all right now. Yeah, I, I know I'm. All right, so play a little I'm bit of the right Drake song so. so people know what we're talking about. So Drake sample that part, no. I need your touch when I'm with you. My heart it beats different rhythm. Killer cut blood, 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 killer cut, killer cut blood, killer cut. I don't know why he did it. Hey, what, what do you got, Imran? Fill me in. So that piece right there, right, killer cut blood. That's the sampled element. 
Why is that significant? I mean, it's significant because it's a prominent part of his song, but so much so that even you have on YouTube, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats uh, putting uh, a video out there. They're not singing the rest of the Drake song. They're singing specifically that which is derived from the Oberfor song. It's a blatant copyright infringement. Well, well talk to yeah. me just a little bit so people understand the law sure. in general about copyright infringement. I know it's really you've become a real specialist. In yeah. This. So you see, all right, you, you create music. Oberfor has created this music. It's his intellectual property. It's his piece of music. The same way Rapid Pulse, right, would create a song. Uh, and then you get it copyrighted. You protect it. The whole cop, you know, area of copyright law is to protect your artistic creation. Oberfor did that. He did that in Ghana. He's done that now in the United States. So he's the legal holder of title to that piece of music right there, to that sample that Drake took. Uh, without clearing the rights. If you don't clear the rights, you are essentially stealing that piece of the song. And if you're out there touring internationally like Drake is doing, if you have one of the top streaming songs uh, on you know, Spotify or all these songs, if you have one of the top streaming albums, which this album and this song were, well, you are now racking up the damages that you owe our client. All right, so I got one minute before we sign off. Is there anything you want to say? You want to sing? What do you want to do? Well, so my microphone is all yours. Say is, uh, well, I I may not be uh, a mainstream artist just as Drake, but uh, sometimes you you don't trample on people's right in in that way. Well, and I you know I'm not going to talk about myself, but you're in a a law firm here. That's going to protect your rights. You know, we're, we're in the you. most prestigious courthouse in the United States of America, the Southern District of New York. You have a, a lawyer who is working real hard and you got all these other young guns behind him. Um, so, you know, you have the force of, of nature here protecting your rights and making sure your rights don't get trampled on. What are you looking for? 20, 30, 40 million? What do you No, I, I mean, for me, uh, what matters is I, my legacy. Your legacy. Yes. And that's uh, priceless. Uh, <laughs> and that's priceless. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I, listen, I thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity. No. I want to thank all of you for welcoming me here and the good work you're doing. Well, I mean, we appreciate that very much. All thank right. You. It's a Thursday night here in New York City, 656. We're live. We're local. We're wrapping up the Arthur Idola Power Hour. Luckily, Matt Sambolin made it through the whole show. You know, he's Power suffering through. from a concussion and all other kinds of stuff. What do you got, Sambolin? How many stitches did you get? 40? I got. I didn't get any stitches. Oh, I thought you had to get 40 like stitches. Like you said, it's just a boo-boo. I got a lollipop and was oh sent on God. my way. I'm sorry, folks. The, the, the status of young men in America is really diminished. Uh, but, but, you know, you should have bumped your head, gone downstairs to Trinity, got a beer, and came right back up. Come on. Next time. All right, we I, I had a lot of fun with you tonight. I'm going out with a couple of couple of very my dear friends. I'm very excited about that. I will be back tomorrow, and the plan is to be live and local on Friday, June the 16th. So tune in tomorrow. Have a great, great night, everyone. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.